Welcome to the Hobby of a Lifestyle podcast, a show that looks at how our passions impact lives and drive career choices. I'm Andy Gray, a former national and world champion kickboxer. During my shows, I'll be talking with athletes, coaches, fans and more as I delve into their world to find out what inspired them on their journey. Hi and welcome to episode 8 of Hobby of a Lifestyle. This week, I'm joined by pro MMA fighter straight from the Black House gym, Albert the Warrior Morales. You'll hear round buzzers and doors, and that's because he took time out of his training schedule to chat with me for this podcast. So, let's find out more about his inspiring journey. Good afternoon, Albert. How are you today? Yeah, doing great, man. Getting some work in, trying to stay sane in this pandemic. Yeah, it's a crazy time at the moment, isn't it? How is things over there in the States for you at the moment? Um, you know, it's, it, it, we're actually getting put on another lockdown here in California. Um, we were kind of open, gyms were open, but now they're going to close mainstream gyms. And, and I think things are going to be in lockdown for another three weeks. Um, so we're going to see how that works out. Uh, but other than that, man, for me, honestly, I've just been sticking to the program, still training. Luckily, you know, we have a private team here at Black House where we train with each other and, and, and that's it. And, you know, we don't have any outsiders that'll come in. So we get to work, you know, that's year round, I guess. Yeah, that's perfect. So you guys shouldn't be affected too much by the lockdown or will you have to close the gym as well? Um, no, no, we, we'll, we will still be training, but uh, okay. it's going to be closed as far as like, no, like usually we'll allow guests and stuff like that, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Um, we do temperature, temperature checks before, um, you know, so we're not the our managers. Uh, our manager Elon is is not playing any games. Yeah, so of course. It, you know, it's, especially because we have guys fighting. We had a guy fight uh, last Friday for um, LFA. We got the victory, but you know we have a couple guys. Got we have UFC fights coming up. We have another. We have a title fight for LFA this weekend. Right. Um. So so many like so if, if one if one of them gets sick, then there goes their their check, their opportunity. You know their belt. So. We just got to be on top of it and take care of each other. Yeah, certainly. I, I get that. And it's good that you guys are able to manage that safely and and still compete. So, Albert, obviously listeners may or may not know who you are exactly. And I, I'm hoping they don't so we can generate some some new interest, which is which is fantastic. But, Albert, can you just tell people, and you've, you've, you've mentioned a little bit, what is the sport that you're into? What is your hobby? What is your job? What is your career at the moment? Huh. Well, uh, I'm a professional MMA fighter, a mixed martial artist. Um, yeah, it's all I do. It's everything I do. You know, uh, my whole life is revolved around, uh, well, I have two daughters, so my whole life's revolved around them. But, you know, training is the biggest thing. Training is, you know, fighting is for them. So I have to make sure that this is at a at, at 100, 1,000, you know, a billion percent, you know. Yeah. I got to be grinding 24-7 to make sure the time that I'm not with them is, uh, is you know, paid for. Yeah, it's worth course. it. Yeah, definitely. So, how did you get into MMA and martial arts? Um, well, I, I you know, I've always been um I've always fought. Like I, I got into fighting at a young age, not training professionally or anything, but I was just running the streets and fighting and stuff like that. Okay. And so my stepdad, you know, told me to chill out and like showed me MMA, which was the first UFC which was like, you know, he was tr- he really showed me Hoist Gracie because he wanted me to start jiu-jitsu. Right. Um and and I watched uh, the first UFC and I watched Royce Gracie win and I was pretty cool, but I didn't wasn't sparked with MMA like I wasn't like in love with it there. I was like, oh, that's tight, you know, that's yeah. cool. Um, but that was around like maybe I was like 
11 years old. Um, that was when I was first introduced to it. I bought, the, I played the video games. I watched the Ultimate Fighter one, but I was never like, I never took up the sport. I never learned jujitsu. Never learned any type of martial arts. Right. I, I thought that was, you know, if anything, I thought martial arts was like for for nerds. You know, I was I was that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when I was at school, I I started doing sort of sport karate when I was six years old, and I just wanted to be Daniel Russo. I wanted to be the karate kid, honestly. <laughs> and that that was where the inspiration came from when I was a kid. But at school. It, it was the nerdy thing to do, you know, or, or you don't play, but over here we call a football over there, soccer, you don't play soccer, what, you don't play rugby? Oh, well, you mustn't be very good at sport, and it was like, well, no, I just, I really like sport karate, I like kickboxing, um, so I totally understand where you're coming from, it's, it's really interesting right. to hear a fighter say that as well, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, and, you know, I, as talking about kicks, you know, I was from the streets, so like, what we like, we used to use our hands, kicking was for, you know, we would say girls, and uh, now I love kicks, so don't, I'm not taking away. You know, that was just me being a kid. Of course. But, um, uh, yeah, man. It's funny thing, Karate Kid. I never watched the Karate Kid. And I'm from Reseda, California. I and that's where the Karate Kid is. That's amazing. That's, you know, it's on my bucket list to check out Reseda, California. I've got to come and see the place. Uh, it's cool, man. It's super mellow. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, I don't even think the movie was actually filmed there, to be honest with you. Probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah but but um yeah it was like I, I i knew about mma you know um but i didn't get into it till i was 21 years old because okay. uh, i was i was actually locked up when i decided i was gonna fight um i knew i was in jail and i my daughter was on the way and i knew i had to switch my life up and you know, they like I saw a fight on TV, luckily, because usually they shut down fights on TV when you're in jail because they don't want us to get violent or anything. Yeah. Um, but I saw it and uh, that like at that moment, I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do when I get out. I was like, I'm going to wow. get out there and be a fighter. And that was it. So that's amazing. At such a late age as well. To, to think, actually, I want to be an MMA fight. Because 21, let's be honest, is it's a, it's quite old to start a new hobby and and certainly to become very good at a hobby. So there must have been a lot of natural talent underneath the start yeah the you know um i guess so you know i'm starting to um realize a lot of things about myself you know in this journey and it's crazy because it's like um it's it's been about like eight years like since my daughter was about you know born so i've been training for about like seven eight years and i'm just learning things now like it's like it's just never never ending thing you know it's you're always learning and, um, you know, I never thought I was a talented guy. Ta- like, you know, I never thought I was like a, an athlete. You know, I, I knew I was strong. I knew I was tough. I knew I like, you know, now that I think about it, right, I always knew that I wanted to be the best at whatever I did, but I never thought right. about it. I never thought that I wanted to be the best. But yeah. subconsciously, like even when I was running the streets, I wanted to be known as the toughest guy in the block. I wanted to, you know, when I played football, I wanted to be known as the guy who you didn't want to get hit by. You don't want to throw the ball in that area. You don't want, you know, so... But I never thought of it like, oh, I want to be the best or I am the best. I never thought that. I just wanted to be feared in a way. Like, so like, I don't, I don't know. But now that I think about it, I've always had that mentality of like, you know, hard work and, 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 and be the best and understanding that you have to outwork people. But I didn't understand that, you know, I didn't understand it till, till recently that, you know, I guess once I started reading books and, and, and starting, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, of course. And I think oh. it's very important, especially for the young people who are listening to understand yeah, talent doesn't talent only takes you so far. After that, it is very much the hard work that you put in and the determination, the mentality, as you said, it's it's yours is a mentality that's overcame 
a lot of things to get to where you are now. So I think that's a really important message for certainly the young people and aspiring MMA athletes who are, who are listening. Yeah. Um, so 21 years old, you've started MMA. What was, what was your, can you remember your first session? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's, um, most people do. Yeah, it was uh, it was at Elite Training Center in Redondo Beach because my mom had moved from Reseda. She moved to Torrance because she wanted to get me out of that area. And um, I remember pulling out. I bought my first beer, and then I looked. I looked up on Google because legally, my first beer legally because yeah. I would always you know drink as yeah. a kid. So I wanted to buy my first beer legally, and then after that, I put it down for a very very long time. And I was I signed up at the gym. And I remember my first session, you know, I, I went in there and I was just like, I want to be in the UFC. Like, I'm, I'm here to be a, a, an MMA professional MMA fighter. I told him that from the beginning. Um, Elite Training Center isn't a professional gym. It's not like a, a, a fight gym. It's more yeah. like a, they did Krav Maga there. They had kickboxing. They had jiu-jitsu. And they taught MMA. Um, but it's, it was more like, a, a, you know, for, for families, for everybody to go. It's a great place. Great place. Shout out to Elite Training Center. Um, but but I went in there, you know, with that mentality, and um, you know, my fr- he's my friend now. He was my first coach. His name is Ramon Todorovic. He he was, you know, he sold me right off the top. He showed me a, a technique, and it was in it was in a little private room where where they tell me everything that I want to hear to get me to sign up, and then yeah, I coach. signed up. You know, I signed up, and and that was it. I was at class. That was my first session. I, I forgot exactly what he showed me. Could have been an arm bar, could have been something, but I brought my stepdad too to the private. Um, but then after that, I, I you know, um, I went to classes. I was I was at four or five classes every single day. I did the kickboxing, MMA, and then I would do the cardio class. And then eventually, I um, I started cleaning the gym because I couldn't afford it. Right. Um. So so they allowed me to clean the gym. So I'd clean the gym in the middle of the day and at nighttime after I trained. So I was just training all day. I would have my daughter in the gym with me. Um, I'm pretty sure that that might not be the most legal thing, but you know, she was there with me. She was asleep sometimes. If not, she was awake running around on the mats. So it was, it was definitely a grind, a struggle. But oh, I think it's fantastic that you, know, like you had your daughter there at the end of the day, yeah. that you're the role model in, in her life. And if she sees you working hard and training, and hopefully that will inspire her to do the same things and exercise doesn't become it just it's the norm when she when she grows up so i i'm all for that my kids come to the gym with me and my friends kids go to the gym with them when they kickbox and stuff so i i get that i'm all for that one yeah it's crazy because i see that in her now um she plays tennis and 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 she's uh she's the type of player that she's gonna get every rep that she can so it's like they have them lined up and the, the coach throws the ball the kids have to run and go catch the ball or hit the ball She's in the back of the line, running and shadow boxing, hitting that that ball. She has her racket. She she doesn't miss her rep. She's a hard worker. She tries, you know. She's a, it's like she's a hard. Um, when things don't go her way, she sometimes she cries. But I don't see that as a problem. As you know, she really cares and she'll get over it. You know. Oh, 100%. Um, no, I like. But that she mentality. loves it, and she's and she and she's a she's a she's a hard worker, and and I and I do believe that you know her growing up in the gym is just like that, and she's gonna help her sister because her sister just follows her right behind her. So it's awesome, man. Oh Definitely. yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I've got three little girls, so I, I get that. <laughs> yeah, it's handful. It's a lot of hard work, but it, it's fantastic. Right. So you're working out in the gym, you know, you, as you said, you, you have to clean because you can't afford and you're working there in order to pay for, for your tuition and for your training. When was the, when was the magic moment? When was the, was it a first tournament? When was the first one? When was that magic moment where you thought, this this isn't just a, a mindset. This is a reality. I can become a professional fighter. 
Um, I don't know. I guess I never had that. When I realized that I was a professional fighter, when I realized that I, uh, you know, um, when I realized that, you know, I am who I, I'm becoming what I wanted to become, or at the time I might've said, I am who, who I, who, who I, you know, because I felt like eventually I did plateau in my mind. Um, now, now my mind is infinite, but you know, when I, when I hit, when I became a pro fighter, actually became a pro, made my pro debut at Bellator. And uh, I had so much adversity that fight, man. Like I didn't have a real corner. Um, I didn't have a real coach that time. Uh, my friends were in my corner and, um, it was a lot of stuff going on at that time. And, and, and I went out there and I pulled out, you know, a, a, a great win, bloody win. And it was like, you know, it was a win. It was, it was a fight where I just had to fight. You know, there wasn't really like, I would say too much tech, like a um, game plan or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it, was just, it was just me going out there and fighting and I got, I came out healthy, but just being in those, you know, Bellator is a, a nice place. Yeah. Um, being in those lights and then seeing my family, friends, and then, understanding that I went against the guy that I was there to lose to. Um, and I went out there and, uh, you know, I executed what I wanted to do. I realized, yo, you know, I can do a lot of things, man. And, and uh, this is just the beginning. And then from there, it just kind of skyrocketed. You know, I just, just like, no one's going to stop me. Yeah. So how many amateur fights did you have before you made the jump up into the professional ranks of Bellator? So I was, um, I was an amateur for about nine months. Okay. It's not, I, uh, is it? <laughs> no, no, not really, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I fought, I think five times. Wow. No, no, no. I think I went five and one. My last fight, um, I've, I've had little, little goals. Like when I turned into an amateur, we have a organization called CAMO, California Amateur Mixed Martial Arts Organization. I think that's what it is or martial arts organization, but, um, they, they have a great amateur thing over here, man. Um, but, but what we used to have, or what they still have is a state title and, you know, the top two amateurs in each division compete for that state title um, once in a while, like, like once a year or something like that. Okay. Um, and so that was something that I wanted to do. So within, you know, within my amateur career, I won uh, an, act, an actual belt from a promotion, my second fight. And then I just kept going and going and going until the la I got qualified to be in the state title, which was what I wanted. Wow. And I went out there and, um, and I, uh, I lost a decision, right? I thought I won. A lot of people thought I won. And I'm not, I mean, to me, that was a great thing because it motivated me. But it also was a great thing because one of the matchmakers for Bellator was there and he saw my fight and that's how I got into, um, got thrown into Bellator. Wow. You know, so understanding like, so it was, it was a great, it was a good thing overall. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fa but, um, fantastic that, you know, you haven't necessarily been looking to jump into Bellator or other professional ranks straight away, but someone seen something and thought, I need to get Albert into my, into my organization. I need him fighting professionally. That must've been, was that, that must've been a big deal when you got that first offer to fight pro. Yeah, no, I was hyped. I was hyped. Cause that was it. Like I, I knew that like win, lose or draw, like I never thought I was going to lose, but I knew after that state title, I was going to go pro. There was no, um, I, I never, you know, the whole, like, Belts, you know, they're very important, you know, but in reality, there's only one belt that I want, and that's the UFC belt, yeah. you know, yeah. so, so going through the amateurs, it was always going to be something quick, you know, I, I had one goal, you know, and, and that was it. So, um, 
win, lose, or draw was going to go pro. But to get a call to fight for Bellator, man, I, I felt like I was on top of the world, man. I thought, you know, that, at that time, and then getting the win, yeah, I was just like, you know, I can't be stopped. And even that now, was, Bellator still producing some absolutely amazing fighters and still attracting some amazing fighters over. So you're saying you're progressing at the, the professional ranks really quick. What, what happened after that first Bellator fight? Where, where was the next moves? So after that, I went to Bell. Uh, uh, I fought. I fought twice at Bellator. Yeah. Um. So I fought two back to back Bellator. Then, um, those were all one fight contracts because they yeah. they tend to like you know f- look for when they're going to be in town. They'll get local guys. Yeah. And then after that, you know, I was hoping to get signed, but I didn't really understand the game too much at that time. I didn't understand yeah, like about you know, and plus again, the focus was UFC. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So after that, I ended up, um, it was hard for me to get a fight after those two fights. So I ended up uh, signing to a manager and then we started getting the ball rolling and started picking up fights for local organizations like Bama, West Coast Fighting Championships. And then um, I picked up, I picked up, I ended up getting a record. I think I was like five and oh or four and oh at the time. And then um, I got called for, oh, I was actually lined up to fight for a title. Uh, my first professional title right. uh, at West Coast Fighting Championship against Benito Lopez, who ended up fighting in the UFC. But we were supposed to fight, and uh, he had to pull out. And so I was left without a fight. But then I got an opportunity to fight for RFA, which is now LFA. Um, and, um, and that was going to be against uh, actually one of, the, one of my teammates, and he's like a big brother to me now, um, Mario Israel. And he was like, a, he was like a, someone I looked up to back then too because I was still training at Black House but I had another coach but I had an opportunity to fight for RFA and then also Dana White was going to be there for Dana White's looking for a fight so it was just an opportunity to go out there and fight you know and and also I had two of my long-term long-time friends fighting on the card too so it was going to be something special and so you know we took the fight and um and and you know I ended we ended up all knocking out all of our opponents and uh Dana White happened to uh catch my watch my fight after because he wasn't I there for me i did see that one I, d- I did see that knockout it was special yeah 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 it was a good one man it was a good one yeah it was and you know that's and then that's when dana white you know he came back and and, and let me know that he was going to throw me on and and that's when my ufc career you know happened or started yeah um, i mean i've seen the reaction i've watched that on youtube as i say i don't do a lot of research on people because i like to find out organically about people's journey but I thought USA. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this one out, and I seen the reaction. What, what was? I mean, obviously, I watched the reaction, but can you put it into words what it was like when Dana White saying, "Albert, I want you in the UFC to fight." I, yeah, man, I was, I was, I was, I was in shock. Like, like, I don't know, man. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy because you know, out of all the guys there, you know, my friend Christos Giagos, he's in the UFC. He was on that card. He had just knocked out the guy. Um, he had just gotten released from the UFC, so if anything, I thought he was going to get picked up. Um, my friend Tommy Aaron, who was a sniper, he's still a sniper, but I mean, he 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 had a great fight, and he was he had a lot of like um, uh, momentum behind him. So I thought he, me, I was kind of like the dark horse, you know. I was actually they were there to see my opponent, not me again. And so I didn't expect that to happen, but it, it did. And I was just, I mean, when they called me to the back, I thought I lost my check. I, like I left my check and they found my check. <laughs> and so they're, you know, cause 
I was so I was so happy for that day because I told her like you know I looked at my my friends and they looked a little like kind of nervous or something and I was just like bro there's no, like we're gonna go out there I'm gonna knock my guy out oh are you there yeah still here okay I said I'm gonna knock my guy out you're gonna knock your guy out and you're gonna knock your guy out and we're gonna go home and party and 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 that's all you know it, I was just and that's exactly what happened and I was just I was just happy for it man and and then to get that news afterwards like. It was crazy, man. I, when when he told me that, I, I couldn't believe it for a second. And then he was just like, yeah. And then I just wanted to hug him, so I picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. And was that almost, was that, a, I'm going to say, a life-changing moment because you've you've achieved your dream of, of fighting in the UFC. And I know you're talking about you want you want the strap as well, you want the UFC belt. But at that point, is that is that a life-changing moment for you? When Dana White was, I want you to fight the UFC. Huge, huge. Um, it was a big time life moment for me, um, and and my girl, my 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 girl at the time. We're not together anymore, but um, you know, she was actually pregnant with my my youngest, and it was just like you know, because she worked, she she grinded with me too. She went yeah, through the struggle with me too, and so it was it was just it was just it was just it was just when I when I saw her um afterwards you know and i told her that was like the moment where it's just like yeah man you know we made it and uh and that but you know what's funny um it was uh, it was it was it was awesome and, it, and it's, like you said my dream came true and um and it did and 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 it was a gift and a curse you okay. know because because it was a curse because i had accomplished my dream right you know like like my dream was to be a black house fighter, yeah, which was already checked, and my other dream was to be in the UFC, and I obtained both. Right. And so why I say it's a curse is be, well, not a you know, it's a gift and a curse for me because I, I, I that was my dream. I settled there. Okay. You know? so that, that was my next question. Was there a mindset change when you get called up to the UFC, which is the pinnacle of MMA? Do you then go? Actually, my mindset changes, and the training changes, the mentality changes, for the better. Where I, you know, that's it. I, I cut all of this out. I've got to work harder. I've got to work. I've got to be stronger. I've got to be better. Or is it? Did he? Did you get caught up in? Actually, now I'm a UFC fighter. I can party a little bit more. I can relax because I've made it. Which way did you go? Yeah, definitely the uh, the second option. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 I thought. Uh, it was during the time of Conor McGregor, so yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was feeling myself. Like Conor McGregor had me all hyped up. You know, I was knocking out people, and 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 I thought it was, I, I thought it was unbeatable. I was five and zero. Oh. Just got signed by Dana White. You know, there's guys who, who I looked up to, who were trying to get to the UFC and never got to the UFC, and I'm already here, yeah. and I've been yeah. doing way. So I'm, 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 uh, uh yeah, yeah, you know. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a good thing, you know, it was a good thing that it happened because like at a young age, because I'm able to learn from it now, you know, I was able to kind of learn from it. I was able to learn from it, not kind of, but you know, at the time, man, like I thought it was Conor McGregor. I was taking short notice fights, which, which is not a problem. Like yeah. I've, I've did that. The thing is I never stopped training before I got to the UFC. Once I got to the UFC, I made those little checks and then all of a sudden I wanted to go party again. I was going to the strip clubs. I was doing all kind of like things that I've like never done. Like the only time I was at a strip club was when I was a kid, like 
16, 17 years old selling, you know, selling stuff outside. Like I was never, I'd never been inside of a strip club. Course, like, yeah. and why was I doing it now? You know, like just so many, like so much, I started drinking heavily again. I started okay. using again and started like, and so, um, is there, yeah, is there people within the UFC or within your club who, who noticed that though and, and wanted to help you or was it just a case of actually I'm a UFC fighter who are you to tell me what to do no no it's just that I, I, I keep things to myself okay you know um, I would do things but I would be at practice every day right you know so I'd be at practice was, did it be, become an issue and start effect, affecting your practice um, yeah, for sure. You know, do I think I, I would have, uh, I mean, I would I, like, like I'm barely understanding how to practice, like, you know, maybe like two or three years ago, like, like a year ago, I would say. Yeah. And like, just understanding like what it is and, and, and understanding what sparring is and understanding what everything is like, it's starting to, you know, I'm starting to understand it now before I was just kind of doing it, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, and I just think that just comes with just experience and doing some stuff, you know, doing whatever you're doing for a long, you know, a long period of time. Um, no, no, no. But what I would do, what I would do is like right after a fight, I would not come back, you know, because every, like all coaches tell you go take a week off, yeah. go take, you know, a week or two off and then come back. But I would take a week or two off and not talk to anybody right. and just, you yeah. know, on my Dennis Rodman stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go to Vegas in the middle of a middle of a training yeah. camp. Fantastic. Exactly. Man. You know, and, and it, like when I when I got offered to fight Thomas Almeida, um, you know, that that day was that was that was huge for me because Thomas Almeida at the time was one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. And uh and, and 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 so they're like, Yo, you wanna fight in Brazil? Oh my I forgot to tell you, the date the night before I was, you know, doing extracurricular activities at a strip club and then i got home at like maybe four o'clock in the morning and then i get a call like around like 10 you know waking me up it's my manager hey man would you like to fight in brazil against thomas Almeida? i said yes yeah. you know there was no like what do you mean like I, I never left Reseda, and you're gonna tell me i get to fly to brazil and fight one of the baddest dudes on the planet i'm the bad i get the, and, and honestly during all this stuff i'm still thinking i'm the baddest guy in the world yeah you know um so yeah just just a lot of a lot of like a lot of craziness man and uh i wasn't i wasn't mature enough for the opportunity at the time you know um and i and honestly i believe that the ufc gave me because i have seven fights in the ufc with only yeah. one win that doesn't make any sense yeah you know for the fact that they gave me a second contract you know i really appreciate them but i wish i would have i wish I, you know i wish i would have understood what was going on of course you know, I, I, but i it is what it is, man, and 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 that's why this the second time it's it's a lot harder for me to get to the UFC, but yeah. I know that it's coming. You know, I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah, of course, and that's a great mentality. I was just about to ask, aspirations still UFC to be back in there and doing your thing, and with a totally different mindset now. And you know, do you, are you still in contact with people from the UFC? That that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I'm at Black House, you know, so Black House is. You know, Anderson Silva, Antonio Minotaur Noguera, uh, Leona Machida, those guys. So we have, we, I mean, their managers are, you know, guys who I look up to yeah, and who I have conversations with. And so they're always, they're, uh, they don't manage me, but they, um, they always, they try to help whenever they can. And so I had that. I also have a manager as well. Um, and then also, you know, they know who I am. 
Of course, yeah. You've, <laughs> you've been there and you've been there. You've done it. Yeah. And what I, what I like about that story is especially for, for people who are listening for... I, again, I go back to the young people, maybe even the elder ones who are aspiring to do MMA, is you've learned from mistakes and now you surround yourself with really good people who are all focused the same as you know. I think I read a quote that you put on about teamwork and it's about all working to the same vision and the same goal. And I think that's really important for, for people to understand that you're going to have those moments where you go off the rails a little bit or peer pressure kicks in or friends are going off and doing different things. But actually, if you've got a goal, surround yourself with people who've got the same goal or share your vision. So I think that's really important. So I love the fact that you've kind of done a full circle and you've you've had a fantastic experience, but now you've you've changed everything and now you, you're working towards that goal again. I love that. Well, how, how close do you think you are to return to the UFC? Um, honestly, man, I think I'm there. I think I'm right around the corner. I think I have a fight or two, yeah. you know? thing is getting a fight is, is the problem at this point you know is this just due to the pandemic as well that you're struggling to get the opponent yeah well you know getting an opponent finding a promotion like i mean i don't understand like there's a lot of things you know i i like the way i just got to think about it is just or the way that i do think about it is just you know it's gonna the you know my one of my coaches told me you know it's always better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So yeah. whenever that opportunity comes, whenever, you know, God feels like presenting it to me, yeah. I just got to be ready for it. And so that's like, I'm not, you know, there's, I got Nipsey Hustle tattooed on my arm and a big thing that he talks about is that it's a marathon, you know, and the only thing that separated his success from anybody else is that he didn't quit. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I just got to keep going, just got to keep going and then just be ready for that opportunity. I so that. I don't know when it's going to come, but I'll be ready. No, and I, I love that. And I think it's a great piece of advice. What would be your one piece of advice? Uh, let uh, let yourself, and, and instead of even giving somebody else who's maybe looking to, to do the same job as what you do, what piece of advice, if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, would you would you say? Um, you know, the, the biggest advice that I could say, you know, like, same thing is just stay consistent, yeah. you know. Um, if I were to give younger me, you know, I'm just saying that's for younger people, you of know, course, yes. for younger, you know, for younger me, it's just, uh, I don't know, man, you know, I put you on the spot, sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's just like it's like it, you know, I do a lot of things on my own, you know, because at the end of the day, like fighting is a very uh you know, almost selfish sport and you have to, you have to be selfish because it's, it's you in there. So if you're not training, if you're not, sac if you're not putting it all in, then you're not going to get everything you, you know, you're going to get what you put in. Of course. Yes. And so I understand, you know, like I have teammates who I love. I love them. Like these guys, they grind with me, they get beat up by me. They beat me up. They help me get better. It's, it's, you know, I love them. I would, I would give them the shirt off my back if they needed yeah, of course. it. But if they don't show up to practice, I don't care. Yeah. Like I, I do care. Yeah. But I don't because yeah. I'm worried about me. Of course. And it's only you that's it's in you. the ring at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't come, that means, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's reasons. There's there's good reasons, you know what I mean? And but you still understand that if I didn't come to practice, I still missed that on that day. Yeah. I, I could have learned 
even just a little simple movement or I could have, you know, pushed myself mentally past something. You could have evolved that day. Um, and whether the reason was good or not, you still miss out on that opportunity. Yeah. So you just have to really pick your reasons why, you know, and we do need rest too. So that's like, there's, but there's things that we can do when we're resting. There's, I mean, I'm kind of a no excuse kind of person, you know, if I even give it to myself. Yeah. Um, but where I, where, where I go back to is, um, you know, but I do like, I have the best coach. I've had the best coaches and, and, and mentors and I, I, because of them, I am where I am now. Yeah, of course. Um, so maybe just, you know, having, it's, it's kind of hard, man, because I, I kind of just do what I want to do, but I would just tell myself just to stay focused, man. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I, I was the kind of, didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I did as well, because I always find sure. it interesting just to see what you were maybe telling younger self or tell a young person. Do you wish you'd started younger? Um... Or do you just think life's journey was the way it was meant to happen and you've just where you for are? Me, for, for me, yeah. For, for me, yeah. Um, definitely, like, I mean, if I would have started younger, you know, I, I probably would have had more skill set. Yeah. But also, if I would have started younger, I could have hurt somebody in the streets. And I could yeah. be, and I could have been that much more worse, you know, or, or I could have got burnt out on the sport. Or there's a lot of guys that I know that have been training their whole lives and then, you know, they, because you got to think about it, fighting comes with perks. Like you're a fighter, girls like you, people want to hang out with you. So drinking comes quicker. Drinking becomes easier. Um, becoming this tough guy, this arrogance, there's a lot of things. And, and, and I was that guy, you know, not, I mean, you could be a great martial artist and just kind of like martial arts disciplines you and stuff like that. But I mean, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot more arrogant people than there are disciplined people, you know? Um, and so, who knows? Who knows where I could? But uh, I, I don't. I don't think I should have started younger. I think. I think the mindset that I had, because of jail, yeah, of um, course. because of all that stuff, helped me get to where I am. Yeah. But uh, as far as like you know, like if I have a son or my daughter, my my baby, she actually likes to fight or she likes fighting. So you know, they, both my daughters train. But you know, uh, if if they were to, if she were, if my if Ava were to want to fight definitely start grooming her now would be better you know training them not now but make it fun still understand yeah, her body but but yeah definitely the younger the better you you know you yeah. can get way more advanced than than uh than someone that started at my age for yeah. sure well it's it's testament to, to your mentality and how hard you work but it also it's a it's a fantastic it's an inspiring story for those who maybe do want to start something a little bit older in life you know you don't have to let age stop you, you know, don't let that be a barrier. And I often say, I think we're our own worst enemies sometimes and we're our own barriers. Just, you know, drop the barrier and have a go at something. So I think that's fantastic. It's a really good message for people out there. Mm. And what are your aspirations? I know you've got aspirations to be back in the UFC. What are your aspirations moving on from this as well? <laughs> Hi, coach, are you okay? <laughs> hey, say coach. What's up, brother? I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's the Brazilian samurai. Brazilian samurai. I'll not, I'll not mess with him. It's an uh, uh, interview, podcast. So, yeah, um, aspirations, man. I, I have a lot. You know, okay. Tell me something. I plan, I, I plan to retire at 35. Okay. Um, from fighting. Yeah. Um, because of, I have tons of stuff that's afterwards you know that's that's you know 
I have mentors. I have mentors that are helping me think past fighting. You know, understanding that fighting is a is a is a is a is a short term thing. You know, it's a it's a it's a chapter. You know, um, and it, and it will end. And so, but the thing is, I still have to give it my everything. Yes, of course. And then when that time comes, you know, you know, time comes. But I plan to stop at thirty five. Um, but before then, I um, I'm going to win the belt the the bantamweight belt i'm going to defend it seven times okay and then i want to kind of play around with these other divisions see if i can do all of that the main thing is just the seven times you know at first i know the record right now for the bantamweight division is three defenses for okay. the most title defenses so five is my favorite number so i wanted to do five to beat the record and then on top of that uh you know one above it you know or two above it but then i thought why not just kill it you know and make it harder <laughs> for the next yeah and and make it harder for the next generation um because 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 kobe you know another guy i have tattooed on me you know he talks about greatness and what defines greatness and he says um it's how you inspire the next generation to be great you know and so why not make it seven to make it for the next guys to try and beat that you know that's amazing no it's a fantastic mentality i I love that so you're definitely going to stay in the fight game after you finish as well to coach more and inspire the next generation um, that, that, that one's, that one's, that one's a little tricky, man, because I teach now. I love teaching. Yeah. Um, I would like, you know, I definitely like, um, I, I, I kind of, I co-manage myself with my manager, you know, I kind of, uh, I've, uh, the only thing I don't do is negotiate contracts and stuff like that. But I mean, finding sponsors and, 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 uh, talking to promote promoters and, and understanding, you know, I'm understanding like the game a little bit more so on that end now that I'm starting to explore that, 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 that avenue. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder, I'm pretty sure it's hard to get out the game because it's, it's something it's one of the, I mean, I've been doing this for almost eight years now. Yeah, of um, but uh, I, I definitely have a lot of things that I want to do outside of fighting too. Okay. So you know, whether my, my inspiration or me helping the next generation is through coaching or setting the bar to setting a point to where they want to pass that bar. Those are, you know, those are going to be the two ways I'll do that. No, that's amazing. Well, Albert, I'm conscious that you've got to get back into the gym there because the coach has been checking on you and I do want to keep you. But thank you so much for coming on the Hobby of a Lifestyle podcast today. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure to find out about your journey. Hey, man, I appreciate it. And it, it's great, man. This makes me think about a lot of stuff like what would I tell my younger me you know so um <laughs> you know, and honestly you know that's something I'll tell myself right now so it's oh good great thing. Oh, thank well, you, no no thank you so much I really appreciate it thank you for listening to another episode of hobby of a lifestyle hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you soon stay safe